Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, uh, and I'm joined this morning by a guy who does a lot of things uh, here in the music scene. Um, he is a video and content producer that goes by CTM Films. Uh, he's also a hip-hop artist himself, uh, performs as Jose. Uh, he's got two records that have come out in the last year, uh, both of which I highly recommend. Music for the Soul and Music for the Soul Volume 2. And I'm excited to talk to him all about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. So, Jose, thank you for joining me today. Good to be here. Mm. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. Late, late start to my morning. You know, work, working got me on my ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I feel that. So you're you're still kind of waking up. Um, yeah, a little bit. That's okay. I uh I am too. I've got I'm oh, guzzling man. caffeine all morning. <laughs> Best believe I got the big guy. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well that's the thing is uh you need your fuel to especially as a creative, you know. Especially as a creator for sure. Yeah. Sitting here, sitting here editing. I need something to keep me woo, keep me going. <laughs> right. Something to like keep you sharp and focused right. and uh just uh engaged because i don't sure. have a great attention span as it is and the caffeine just makes me like you know really just dive into dive yeah. into what you right for sure that's the same way i don't know I, I i probably drink a little too much coffee but geez, mm. <laughs> yeah oh yeah once you start you don't stop um yeah man so uh what we talked about a mr nice guy we talked love and fear passion and creativity and so, uh, as mentioned before, you know, we've been uh, following your work as breaking and entering for a while. Um, I really, really enjoyed your albums this past year, um, Thanks. especially Thanks. volume two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I love like a lot of your production. And uh, I also just like, I don't know, it's just very conscious and it really like, just hearing you talk about some of the things you talk about, like realities out here, like yeah, it gives me sure. chills. Right. So I'm excited awesome. to talk. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about um, everything you've got going on now. But first, we got to take it back. So, uh, where are you originally from? Where did you grow up? Uh, born in Manhattan, uh, New York. Um, lived out there to a little bit before my teens. So I would say probably like nine, we moved out here to Milwaukee. And yeah, I've been here ever since. Um, do you have any like fond memories of being in New York as a kid? <sighs> nope. I see I see video clips here and there. I'll be like, I don't remember none of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, the only kind of memory that I have out there is when we had to bury my grandfather and I went out there, I was like 17 years old. So I went back out there. Those were like my only memories that I could really, you know, vividly remember, you know what I mean? Being a young buck shit. <laughs> yeah. You can't, can't remember shit. <laughs> yeah. And that's interesting. Cause like, Definitely this past year, it's felt like time has especially just all blurred together. I know, swear, yeah. Um, it still feels like last year is 2019, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That being said, uh, I would love to hear a little bit about the role that music played in your life uh, when you were younger. Uh, what did you grow up listening to and uh, how would it eventually turn into a creative outlet for yourself? Um, Music to me, first it was, you know, I, you know, we're Hispanic, so Spanish music was pretty big in my house. Um, what kind of broke the Spanish music to me as I was getting older, it was R&B music. Um, Michael Jackson, Ronald Isley, Luther, you know, that kind of music. And then it slowly evolved to hip hop. Um, I would say when I really, 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 really got into hip hop, it was probably around Wu-Tang days, 36 Chamber days. You know, I was really, that whole shit just had me like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? But 
my inspirations as far as what started me rapping, I would have to say it was probably Bone Thugs and Harmony, just because they kind of had the little singing thing and it was something new. And it was, you know, as I when I was young, getting older, it was it was something very intriguing to me. So, you know, what got me to start writing is I would write Bone Thugs and Harmonies as lyrics on paper to see what the fuck they were saying, you know, cause it couldn't catch it all. So I would pause it, you know, play it. And then I write it down, pause it. What the fuck did he say there? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that right there kind of showed me cadences and how to write bars and you know what I mean? And that just kind of evolved and, you know, um, I met a couple buddies after a couple years and, you know, my, my buddy, uh, mouthpiece, he go by now. Uh, he, he was, he had a notebook full of, uh, raps and what got me to, to rap was he was like, yo, cause we, we he, you know, we wanted to do a record and, you know, I didn't really know how to go about writing lyrics or nothing like that. So, you know, he was like, yo, rap this. And yeah. I was like, for real? Oh, so I, you know, I grabbed this, his lyrics and I started reading it. I'm like, hold up, I could do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could do this. So, you know, we started doing it and yeah, that was from that point on, man, it was like, it was something I loved doing, you know what I mean? At that time too, you know, the household really wasn't a home, you know, my moms and my dad really had problems at home. So music was like my escape, you know what I mean? So, you know, it helped me in a lot of ways. I could have been, you know, in plenty other bad situations, but music kind of kept my head leveled and, you know what I'm saying, focus, you know. Absolutely. And to give you more, to give you more, to give you more um, man, it's, it's, I have such a huge history, bro, that a lot of people really don't know of. Um, I was once signed to a management group out in Atlanta. Um, yeah, her name was D, Diera, D, something like that. She was the wife of Jerry Smoking B, who was the program director and like Hot 107.5 or something down there in Atlanta. Um, yeah, well, we, we was at a at a record studio here um, at Art Clan Records and we were shopping demos and shit like that. And, um, you know, they heard it. They, you know, wanted to come down there and, you know, us and four of my guys. And, you know, we eventually got rec to do records with like Lil John and the Eastside Boys, uh, David Banner, um, did pool parties. We were supposed to have Ludacris on a record, but it never the logistics of him traveling and meeting at the studio, it didn't quite, you know, the stars didn't align, I guess should I say, you know? But yeah, man, it's it's crazy. That was back in what, 01, 02. Yeah. And then, yeah, man, just fucking, just try to stay, you know, musically just, you know, I want, at one moment I just, I, got, I gave it up, you know, lost my brother. And, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, man, how life is, you know. Well, my brother always told me, man, never give it up, man. You got something special. And I just, you know, I kind of keep that to, with me to this day. So kind of keeps me going and, you know, the joy of music. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's profound, man. Thanks for sharing all that. Like, no doubt, no doubt. You know, you know, it's, they say that music is the closest thing we have to magic. And uh, I believe that I do, too. It, yeah, like it proves it that it proves itself to me every single day, you know, yeah. um, like every morning when I wake up to it, I go to sleep yeah. to it. Like, it's crazy. I drive to it. Like, you know, don't don't get me wrong. I like my quiet time, too, where it's just I collect collectively. You just get yourself together. But, man, I just I got to have something like just, you know what I mean? Yeah. influence the mood whatever, whatever mood that is you know what i mean yeah oh yeah yeah there's um and the more you explore it yeah like the more you find different sounds and textures and uh cadences like right. connecting to different 
emotions and thoughts and mm-hmm. ideas and uh it's just seamless that's why <laughs> Yeah, That's for sure. It becomes an obsession so quickly, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I know. I used to have, man, I like all sorts of music, bro. I used, I used to grow up, my buddies used to make fun of me because I would listen to shit and be like, and they'd be like, what the fuck are you playing, bro? <laughs> yeah. be like, shut up. <laughs> I'll yeah. get out the car. <laughs> like, I play music for me, not for right, you. For sure, man. Like, it's if, if I like it, man, I like it, man. Like, it is what it is. Music is... I take it all in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Me too. No doubt. Um, yeah. So, um, so like, what was your first like record? Like your first personal like tape you you made uh, yourself? That um, I did when we was down in Atlanta doing doing these records with these these celebs and stuff like that, and the manager was putting all this shit together. Um, I did, I'm such a lab rat. I did a solo EP without the guys even knowing. Like, they be upstairs fucking playing PS2 or whatever. One of, one of the dudes just on the phone talking to a chick or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, whenever people weren't in the studio, I took that time to get in the studio and create something. And I had, you know, like, it's crazy because when you have professional equipment, just sitting there, I, it's hard for me not to want to touch it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I always been that dude where it was like, what are you doing? What's yeah. You, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? So you pick, up, you pick up so much shit. You know what I'm saying? And I know I, I know it was a couple of dudes that probably like, hey, come on, man. Like, yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, fam, like it was just—it's a learning, you know what I mean? Learning process. So, like, I don't know, man. Like, so yeah, yeah. Going, going, going back to you know, I created that EP, and then I brought that here, and then that was like my first, like, and everything was like freestyle, and it was nothing. It was nothing kind of written, and it was like I would record the songs, and I would delete them, delete the whole project before I go to bed. Like, I would render the wave. And it, it what, what is what it is what, is what it was, you know. And well, I did a little mixing on it and deleted the program because I didn't want, you know, my partners feeling some kind of way like, bro, what are you doing? You doing a whole solo album? Like, right. you know, I, I didn't want that kind of that kind of tension because it wasn't like that. I was just, you know, like I'm such a lab rat, you know what I mean? And my group at that time, like, they was kind of creating content that. You know, it was more, it was more radio. Like it was really, and I, I didn't, I didn't mind it. You know what I mean? And it was just, you know, like art artists, we go through these, through these, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we got to try things out. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Let's test the waters on this shit. So that was my whole perspective on it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, let's try it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't say you a good rapper if you ain't fucking trying different kind of elements of, you know, music. So, you know, and that kind of, that kind of style of music kind of, you know, it kind of, it kind of clashed with the music I kind of wanted to create. Cause I had, I had this vision of me, you know, as a little kid coming out, like, you know, I had, it, it was just, I didn't want to come out fucking doing dance records and yeah, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. I kind of wanted to be on some, you know, on some street Nas, spitting some wisdom kind of shit, but on some fat yeah. Joe grimy, you know, terror squad shit. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? So, you know, that whole shit when my brother died and, you know, we, me and my brother were uh, slowly buying equipment so we can get our, get, get our shit ourselves and shit. And, you know, my brother, you know, he, he died in 2008. Um, he bought himself an MPC 2500. I bought myself the Triton Pro Extreme. And, you know, unfortunately, he wasn't, he wasn't able to fucking open the box up and fucking play his shit, you know, because this is something that we will always wanted to do. So, you know, I took over the MPC and, man, that MPC game was crazy. Like, it was such a, it was such a difference, you know, using the keyboard you know i kind of fell in love with the with the production and then 
as soon as I fell in love with it, it's like I hated it at the same time because it took so much time away from doing music. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know what I'm saying? Because when you're a one-man band, it's like, okay, you're doing the production. You got to do the engineering. You got to write it. You got to rap it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it became a little too much for me. So it was like, I'm going to give this up. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of gave up the production. But then when I gave that up, I picked up a camera. Oh, yeah. When you say that, like, you're like you're like a lab rat. I just I, I keep imagining you as like a mad scientist type shit, you know? Yeah, right? man. People people be like, "Bro, you like the Puerto Rican Dr. Dre?" I'm like, "Shut the fuck up." Yeah. But you know, it's a compliment though, because you know, Dr. Dre is is one of the greats, and I don't think I'm anywhere fucking near, you know, just with the science of the music production. Like, yeah, his knowledge is probably got outrageous compared to mine like you know what i mean like but yeah yeah it, it just sounds like you know you were you know constantly just finding like uh new avenue yeah. new creative yeah, exactly. avenues to like right. attach exactly. yourself to, to kind of just keep me you know what i'm saying like active i guess that's the word you know like production it was like i loved it like it, it wasn't nothing better than to be like you get a sample you chop it up you, you, you know, you come back to the lab, you know, 10 hours later and you, you know, you smoking something and you listen to it. You're like, I did that. That came out nice, bro. Like, wow. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, man, it's just that feeling, you know, just kind of, it kind of went away. You know what I'm saying? Cause I see how much time it took away from making music, you know? So it was like, fuck it. Let me just shop around with, with other motherfuckers, because I at that time too, I felt like my beats weren't nowhere near what the radio shit was playing, and I was like, my shit sounds too amateur compared to this shit. Like, I'm giving it up. So at that time, it was just like you know, I started shopping around, and you know, eventually I picked up a camera, and you know, I was like, at that point in my life, it was just like. Okay, I've, I've been singing a little bit. I've been making music. I've been doing production. What is the one thing that an artist, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have a video. Like, that was that was the key thing that I was missing. Like, we have never had videos. And we kind of was growing up in, in the age of, you know, where the internet was kind of new. Like, we was on, on LimeWire. You remember LimeWire? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Everything was pirated. That was when I was Lime a kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, we grew up on them days, like, you know, like before MySpace and shit like that. So it was it was a lot tougher, you know what I mean? Unlike now. So, you know, it was like, let me see what the fuck these people are actually, you know, using to make videos. So, you know, reading blogs after blogs and eventually got a, a DSLR, you know, from the DSLR just... You know, every every other year, I just you got to put money to make money. You know what I'm saying? I started started making videos for fifty bucks, then evolved to one hundred, then evolved to one hundred and fifty, and I was at one hundred and fifty for like forever. I felt like I couldn't even break. I couldn't get above that. But then eventually, I got up to two hundred, and then I went up to two fifty, three hundred. Now you know four like. And it's, you know, God is good, man. It's just, I've been taking, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to learn shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So. I'm learning. Yeah, I'm learning that myself. The power of self-investment. Yeah. Especially if I'm doing, I'm doing Mr. Nice Guy. Like, you know, I. For sure. Right now I'm thinking about investing in some better audio equipment and uh, like an audio mixer. Like a good better microphone for like when the show comes back in person like right shit like that you know like for sure because it's like when you've been doing it for like when you've been following the same formula for like you know x amount of years like you got to change it up if you're gonna like move up right for sure and that's that's how it was with me because when i first started videos i was using sony vegas and i was i pirated that shit like you know what i'm saying so that was, I was on Sony Vegas for fucking five, six 
years. Like, and I had Adobe Premiere because I pirated that shit too. But when I opened up that program, I was lost. I was like, what the fuck is all this? Like, so many tools. Yeah, it was like, no, I need to go back to the basic with the Sony Vegas and you know what I'm saying? Start start with this and you know what I'm saying? Try to evolve myself from this. And man, I was just on Sony Vegas for so long because clients just, you know what I'm saying? It just, I needed to make money. You know what I'm saying? Because at that time I lost my job, the construction job. And it was, you know, going, going from making union money to fucking collecting unemployment. That's a big drop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I got fucking overweight, you know, because I wasn't working for like a year and a half. And, you know, that's another reason why I picked up a camera. Because it was like, I got to make some shake here. You know what I'm saying? So it reminds me of what you were saying earlier about how, like, you were writing down bone thugs, uh, bars. And it yeah. became like, an, you became an active listener um, from a young age, you know, like, mm-hmm. are you, you kind of trained your ear like pretty early on to like really dissect lyrics and stuff. And then that kind of, in the sense of the camera, it's like you're becoming a very like active observer and Mm -hmm. an active uh, with your creative instincts of like, you know, the different shots you're, you're weaving together. Right. How the, um, how you want the, uh, like the effects to look and how you all want, how you all I'm want so to picky. like? I'm so picky. I'm so picky. Like once I'm done with the editing, I go back to it. I go over it again. I go back to it again. Like it's crazy. Like I just take my time with shit. And you know, I'm pretty sure the artists they see that shit. That's why they continuously be hitting me up for work. And man, it's an honor. So you know, hell yeah. And CTM is changing the music. That's what it stands for. Yes, sir. Cause it was it was the rapping that was that was that was the little label you know what I'm saying I was like how can I incorporate CTM you know changing the music into a videography so I was like let's just throw a little films on there like you know yeah yeah, yeah. so I started the YouTube thing and I was like how can I incorporate this into YouTube I'm like fuck it let, we'll just add TV to it. You yeah. know, CTM Films TV, love it. Yeah, dope, um, for sure. And uh, I know, like, you know, you work with a ton of Milwaukee artists. Like, uh, you got artists from, uh, like, outside of Milwaukee, too? Oh, well. yeah, I have, yeah. I've shot for artists uh, that live out of Texas. Um, this a uh, couple months ago, I just recently shot a video out in Atlanta for uh, Gucci Mane's artist uh i don't know if you ever heard of him uh gabriel averett okay sure that guy he has a feature with my boy uh ratchet blues so you know guys that hit me up came out there you know it's all about networking man it was Mm -hmm. was dope that's definitely uh the power of the internet these days yeah for sure the dm can change your life really sure and and i say this all the time like instagram is like the main source of my income like plenty people always hit me up on ig like yo and it seems like the more consistently you post the more work is gonna it's gonna come at you Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like so it's like you know it sucks because i'm not that online kind of sit there online kind of kind of person like scrolling and right i'm not like within two minutes i'm done you know what i'm saying like and hold on just, to that hold on to that because yeah it's it's a job too though like you know fucking getting on there fucking promoting fucking yeah, sharing, yeah. sharing shit that's that's a fucking job fucking artists pay people to do that shit like so yeah. I, I i be trying to do is you know as minimal as possible but you know try to make an impact too you know what i'm saying so i'll be just trying to not put out fucking half-ass shit, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, totally. Oh yeah. Um, no, I feel that too. Like, um, you know, you you keep setting the bar higher and higher for yourself as you keep going. And yeah, so, man. were you um, you know, back backtracking a little bit, like in the 2000s, 
um like were you much of a performer like when did you start performing like uh doing shows and stuff too um for a long time i think when i first when i first got signed to um this record label it was in the south side it was located on 22nd in greenfield um it was owned by jose flores he owned like at that time he owned like half the south side he had plenty of real estate and i'm pretty sure his kids probably own this shit now but um but yeah he he kind of when i first got into that into that studio he kind of you know, signed me as a as an artist, and he knew I made beats too. So he signed me as a producer. Super shitty deal, but fucking being seventeen years old, fucking with no equipment at the house and going to a studio, I was like, "Yo, I need to start somewhere." You know what I'm saying? So yeah. this this is this is a way for me to learn shit. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I started rubbing elbows with people and. Um, one of the people that was in management at that studio was Eddie Levert's brother, uh, Jerry, no, Gerald, Gerald Levert. His brother was in partnership with the guy, Jose Flores, that owned JF Impact. That was the studio back in the day. But yeah, he, performing was a fucking, was a must. My first performance, no bullshit, was... Cook County Jail. No way. I'm swear I'm to God. From, I'm from they, Cook County, actually. Like, yeah. I'm from the South Suburbs of Chicago. Like, <laughs> yo, yo, we, we had we had this 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 one one song called John Blazing. And yeah, fucking me and my buddy James, he go by T3 Torek. Uh you know, we had did this record and they was like, yo, you, you guys want to go out to Cook County Jail and perform perform for the inmates? I'm like, man, that's some ghetto-ass shit. Hell yeah, we finna <laughs> we go. Let's go. So, man, that was that was my first, that was the first show I've ever done was Cook County Jail fucking performing for the inmates. Some dudes was looking like, get these motherfuckers off this like <laughs> but hey but hey they show love though like yeah. for the most part it was you know motherfuckers was you know it was it, it was dope man it was a dope feeling to to do this for for the inmates you know what i'm saying yeah, of course. it was fire like and being yeah. a fucking kid man it was just you know i took i took all the experience man like you know of course a lot of those people like those inmates need that, like, they For need sure, that sure. love, they, you know, like, uh, that, um, that, so that's, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it was crazy. So, yeah, for sure. Um, so getting a little bit back over here to the present day. Um, so you clearly, you know, you obviously do a lot, you know, you, you rap, you perform, you produce, you shoot, you do all these different things. So what do you feel like it took to really find the right balance for yourself, like over time? You know, videos, I feel like, like I have such a, a deep love for it. You know, it's such a difference than making music because it's, it's actually kind of similar, but it's, it's, it's just a different kind of art. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like I like when I do something for a client and I'm just sitting there like, damn, this is amazing. Like, and there was plenty of videos that I've done. And it's like, you know, like when it comes to my videos, I don't put too much thought in my shit. Like, I don't have too much time for me to sit there and, you know, like my so that's why a lot, a lot of my videos are kind of just and it's it's not really too much going on, you know what I'm saying? It's not really applied to it. It's straightforward. You know? Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. I'm gonna give a couple performance shots and a couple B rolls and be done with it. I'm just I'm just trying to showcase the music, you know, more to say, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of give a little visual about it, you know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. man, it's fucking growing up. I didn't fucking have videos, so it's like I got this equipment yeah. and. 
You know what I'm saying? I guess that's that's this is why I still kind of do rap. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like I want to I, I want to see a finished product. Like I, I want to see I want to do a whole album and I want to see the soundtrack to this album. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want to see, you know what I'm saying? Where this shit where it goes with it like you know what i'm saying and i don't really i don't push my shit like that like i don't i don't pay promo ads and shit like that i used to at one point yeah but it's like i kind of i kind of just let the numbers do what it do like yeah. if people accept it they accept it if they don't they don't like like you said like oh, music, too. Mu yeah. music is it's like therapy like you know what i'm saying i just love doing it and if you know if they like it fuck then fucking rock on let's you know what i'm saying yeah, I appreciate that shit. So it's like, you know, that's why when y'all breaking and entering was sharing my shit, it was like, man, it was like people don't share my shit, like especially like podcasts and you know what I'm saying? The shit that you guys do and shit like, you know what I'm saying? It's like people a lot of people don't appreciate real kind of fucking music. You know what I'm saying? Like. Well, and, you know, it's it's a music, you know, it's a time for everything. You know what I'm saying? I want to party. I want to listen to some crunk shit sometimes and fucking get lit, you know, but I, you know, there's times too when I want to sit down and I want to, you know what I'm saying? See what a motherfucker really had to say. You know what I'm saying? Cause of course we all, we all go through shit. Yeah. We all go through shit. So it's like, you know, everybody's got a story to tell. So I'm all ears. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. There's a time and place for, you know, both sides of that, you know, the energetic hype up shit, as well as the, the, uh, you know, cool down and yep. uh, like lay back type shit or the shit sure. that, the shit that you're, you're really looking for answers, you know, to li you listen to because you need clarity and closure with something that like, with something right for sure. And, you know, sometimes certain music just kind of help you get through that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So Music, man, it's such a powerful fucking thing, man. I swear, it, 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 it could change a person's mood. Like, it's crazy, man. That's why, you know, fucking music for the soul, man. It's like, that's this is the kind of music that I kind of wanted to put out. I've always wanted to put out music like this, but I was such an experimenter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to try different shit. Like, there was a time, too, where it's like, I kind of wanted to sound like Bone Thugs and Harmony, but that's not my niche. But I could do it, you know what I'm saying? But it's not, it's not what I, what I really love to do. But you know, music is music, man. Like I take it all in, man. Yeah. So that being said, that's actually a good segue into, uh, yeah, just kind of like how you decided to piece music for this all together. Like, what did you want to say, like with this album? Like, you know, you know, like I really wanted to just show myself the growth you know what i'm saying like man life is crazy fam like life is crazy and you just never know one day we here the next day we gone and shit like you know what i'm saying so i just it's just like a soundtrack to you know what i'm saying how i how i see things how i how I go about things and you know what I'm saying? Like everything that we go through kind of just, you know, it really makes you who you are, man. And you know, it's, you can either go one or two ways, you know what I'm saying? And I just, man, just try to stay positive, man, because those vibrations, man, you, you know, the same kind of energy you give out to the world, man, the world's going to give you that same energy back. Man. You know, I learned that shit growing up. You know, Carmen was a motherfucker, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody, I, nobody, nobody liked bad Carmen. I want yeah. that good Carmen. Right. Yeah. Man, so, that's... You know, that's... for the past few years, I've been just... You know, I'm all about helping. Like, when people hit me up, yo, yo, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm starting a, a videography thing. Like, what's good equipment? You know, I break it down. Like, yo get this, get this, make sure that they got a kind of log profiles in your camera so you can get better color correction and grading when it comes to posts. You know, just breaking down the science to them. And, you know, people people take that shit in because when I was coming up, I ain't have nobody, you know what I'm saying? Like, YouTube was my thing. It was like tutorials. Yeah. Tutorials. Right, tutorials. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh, yeah. I, 
Right. I learned so much shit off YouTube. It's bananas, man. It's crazy. I learned fucking how to make Chinese rice, chicken. Man, rice. I learned how to tie it. <laughs> I learned how to tie a tie from YouTube. <laughs> like, yeah, it's that's the thing. Is like, yeah, that's often the default resource, and it was for a long time. But now it's like we know people that can not only teach us how to do something, but like take specifically what they've learned personally and apply yeah. it to how they help others. And sure. yep. that's, and that's really what's, what is really dope about, you know, how people share and exchange information these days. And so, um, yeah, I, um, I wanted to uh, share what my favorite, um, my favorite song. Uh, oh, let me hear it. Uh oh, what is it? This is what I be asking everybody, but I didn't ask. I didn't ask not one person about the second volume two joint. Close to me, featuring Zionel. Really? Yeah. You know, and that almost didn't make the album. Really? That was the last song I added on the album, and and that was that song was recorded. I'd say when I was recording volume one, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I, I make records, it's crazy. Like, you know, I don't I don't record all the time, but when I do record, it's like three or four records at a time type shit. Like, you know. Dude, yeah, I... Like, and, the, and the only reason why that almost didn't make the cut was because I felt like this don't really fit the vibe of volume two. Like, because I was, I was already planning on dropping a volume three. And that was in the track list for volume three already. And, you know, after hearing and hearing and hearing it, I'll be at work and it just comes on. And I just felt like it's a good, because INL, you know, he has, he has this niche to him, you know, that's just, you know, with his auto tune. And it just, it kind of, it kind of gave the project a different, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is different. You know what I'm saying? So that's why that's why I want that's why I kind of threw it on there. So it was like, even though it was different from what it was, volume two or originally had sounded like. You know, like I just felt like it fit. You know, at the at the end of it all, I was like, "Fuck it, no, nah, no, nah, this this go, fuck it, <laughs> let's yeah. add it on." It does go. It goes. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I like I love Swisher Sweets a lot too. I love that song as well. Yeah, I love, you know, that's crazy because that record was recorded before Music for the Soul ever even got thought of. Yeah. 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 And it was it was just one of those cuts that just that I just had in the vault that just kind of I don't know. I love the vibe of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm all about harmony. Like, you know, I grew up in Bone Thug days, so it was like you know, I always, yeah. I always love that shit. You know what I'm saying, dude? Hell yeah! So, so you're so like, the the way you pieced these projects together was kind of like, you took, you know, the you pulled from the pile of songs you've been sitting on and just kind of like, you know, and, and 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 it's just the ones that you mentioned. It's just the ones that you mentioned. Like, I I purposely like like to record, like. If if it's a music for the soul, like even though it's a volume two, like it's it's still the theme, you know what I mean? Behind it. Like, you know, like my whole theme for the music for the soul kind of self-explanatory. Like I kind of want it jazzy. I want it, I want it contemporary too, but like, but like dirty and like, you know, with crispy ass, just you know, with drums. And I just felt like Dream Life, DJ Pain One, fucking Yondo, fucking Caesar Beats. They just, you know, like I just love them, you know, like I'm all about once once the beat hit me in the first 30 seconds, I don't listen to it till I record. Like I'll buy it and I'll just let it sit there. Like, cause I, I can't listen to a beat over and over because it, it fucks the creativity process for me. You know what I mean? Cause I'm all about that first. When you first hear the beat, like, what's the first thing that come to your mind? Like, yeah. and that's what's, that's what's going to catch the people. Like, and that's, that's how I work. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pulling up the, uh, the write-up I did of this thing. 
um, because I wanted to share like specifically what words I used. Um, The project finds the rapper comfy with soulful vocal passages and vicious flows that touch on navigation through various traumas and uncertainties. Both Jose's verses and the features carry a general theme of survival within a hostile social climate, such as folks getting killed around him and talk about it and getting tired of seeing coffins in six feet deep. There's a brutal realness in how Jose and his colleagues convey what they have endured to get to where they are now. Um, How'd I do there? Solid, love it. Thank you. You almost brought tears to my eyes when I first seen that. I was like, man, it's just, I love it, man. Like, you know, I appreciate y'all like 100%, man, like for real. Yeah, of course. I, well, I mean, that's the stuff people gotta hear. We've been we've been kind of like uh, circling back, you know, about this several times now about how like you never know like you know what your reach truly is and how you're going to impact people. Um, For sure. That like it'll it'll just amaze you, like you know what that music can, how it can move someone and make it make them, uh, you know come to terms with something or look at the world in a certain way, you know, and right. stuff like that. Is- Everybody gravitates to music different. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's why I love it, man. Like there's yeah. a lot of bad, there's a lot of bad shit. You know what I'm saying? Just like there's a lot of good shit, but you got to take the good with the bad and the bad with the good, man. And kind of just yeah. be that's at okay. peace with shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause at one moment, you know, I wanted to change the world. You know what I mean? Like, that's what changing the music started. You know, I kind of wanted to change the music, like it's self-explanatory, like, you know, but at the end of the day, like you can only, you can only inspire, man. So I just try to inspire, man, greatness. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Let motherfuckers know that, you know, like everybody struggles with something, anxiety, depression, like it's crazy, man. Like fucking before doing this interview, I had anxiety. I'm like, <laughs> I'm fuck, man. Like, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy though. Like, you know, the same shit with like performing. Like, you know, it's I don't know, man. It's crazy, man. I'm the yeah, dude. Totally. Like, you know, and that's I feel like that's why like I work so hard and keep myself so busy. It's because like, man, I'm a ball of anxiety and depression and doubt and like, you know, fighting the all the things that you know, I grew up with that made me feel like, you know, I wasn't good enough for that. Like I, you know, for like, sure found no place anywhere, but now it's like being able to break down those barriers with like, no, you know what? Like I, it's okay that like, I never felt like I fit in or belong somewhere because that right. allows me to like Same. engage with so many different kinds of people and be like, right. and learn and take and pull from like, all these different people, you know, and like, especially, especially, especially here in Milwaukee, like, like I said, I mean, I grew up in outside Chicago, you know, so segregated here, you know, it's, 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 it's really, it's really on who you know, man, you know, it's brutal out here, dude, like, as much as I love Milwaukee, like, there's some real brutal realities and truths about you know, yeah. what people face in Milwaukee, yeah. you know, like, sure. and, uh, and how the people, people in charge aren't taking care of, of the people suffering right now, you know? No, they don't. And they ain't. It's sad. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, I was, it, I was very moved by uh, a lot of the things you were talking about um, in, Thanks, uh, in, in that record. So, so that being said, uh you're so you're working on volume three yeah i have i have a volume three i don't know if i want to call it a volume three like i just i I feel like i feel like i'm done with that with that segment you know what i'm saying so i kind of want to bring you know something a little newer you know what i'm saying like i have so many features that's just like damn that's that's you like yeah that's me bro like (laughs) you know like but it's just it's timing, you know what I'm saying? I don't wanna I don't like I don't like feeding people this kind of shit one time and then the next record you hear is like totally 
different from what you just heard me do. Like, I kind of want to, you know, like if I'm going to do something different, I, I want to evolve to that different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to just surprise you there. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Like, you, you, yeah. You want things to like, you know, flow into one another. You exactly. Wanna, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I get that. Yeah. So, you know, the next, the next, the next few joints that you guys will probably be seeing me do is, it's going to be a lot of radio friendly, you know, music. So summer's right around the corner. So sure is. So is 20, the, we're getting vaccines and everything, man. We're getting right. the vaccines. So we're going to be out here this summer for sure. My last question I have for you is, um, so with, uh, CTM films right now, um, yeah. What have you been working on lately? Like, uh, Slash, who have you been working with? Uh, um, man, so much work, man. Um, I just recently shot a video for AG The Gift and Munch Lauren um, this past weekend on Sunday on the east side at that boathouse. <laughs> nice. You ever been there? What's it called? The what, what? At the boathouse. The legendary boathouse on the east side by Cambridge. Uh, fuck, that's like right over the bridge for me, damn shit. Uh, yeah, I think, bro, they got that shit Airbnb, and let me just say, pretty. Oh weird. yeah, I do know what you're talking about. It's pretty, pretty weird in there, but it's pretty legit. You're like, talking about like off of, uh, off of uh, Locust a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I, right by that park or whatever that little creek area that yeah. they got there. Yep. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Pretty, yeah. pretty fucking sick in there. I was like, what? The beds was like right on the nose of the thing. Like, so it was like, it was pretty, pretty wicked, dude. Interesting. Um, shout out to AG to Gift and much lower and also. Yeah, he's AG to Gift, man. Good dude, man. Funny motherfucker, bro. I didn't know he was that funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's funny as hell. I'm like, bro, he's ridiculous, man. Like, he's funny as hell. Hell oh, yeah, yeah, man. Dope shit. Dope. That was yeah. the first time I met Munch Lauren, too. So, I mean, I fucking, you know, everybody in Milwaukee heard Munch Lauren, but that was my first, you know, first time meeting the Brody. So, hopefully oh, yeah. we do some more work in the future. I'm pretty sure after he sees the video, he's going to be like, yo, we got to work. He's funny, too. But he's funny, like... He's so thought, chill, too. He's, yeah. he's super chill, dude. Shout, shout out to the, to the Brodies, man. He's super yeah. chill. Good shit, man. Uh, that's dope. Um, so do you, are you okay with just like, if someone wants to work, just a DM, like that's it's simple? Yeah, man. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I haven't turned down music videos, you know, because money talk and, you know, like, but I have turned down where it was like, man, this is, this is not quality music. I can't put my name behind this. You know what I mean? Like, it's a certain standard. Like, this shit sounds like you're recording on a tape deck or something. Yeah, I get that. Run this through E-Master or something. Like, <laughs> I mean, we, even, even us, like, trying to platform as much as we can. I mean, even sometimes we have to, like, be like, let's wait till they get their sound a little bit more polished. Like... They're still they're still figuring out what who they are or something like that, you know. Like sometimes we got to draw the line too. Yeah, you know, you know, it's I love I love it when I have to when I, when I get to shoot something and I really 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 enjoy the record, you know. That's a plus plus, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, hell yeah, dude. Um, so on our way out here, as we close out, I ask everyone the same two things, and the first thing is. Uh, Jose, what keeps you up at night? Editing. <laughs> that keeps me up at night too. Facts. Editing. I gotta, have, I gotta have like a beer or something like to keep me like take the edge off a little bit while I'm doing it. Otherwise, I'll be like nodding off. Yeah, I, definitely. I I keep a, a bottle of Douce around. Yeah. Maybe maybe some Remy. Just last week, fucking Drace. Well, we had we had a video shoot. That's one of that's one of the uh, 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 features that I that I got that's gonna be coming out like in in the summertime. Um, me and my boy Drace, you know Drace, right? 
Oh yeah, he's been on the show. He's also a really yeah. funny dude. Yeah. <laughs> fucking fucking I love his energy. But yeah, we got this record called uh Code to the Safe coming out. And uh yeah, we it was just fucking funny, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hell yeah. Um and the second question is what puts you to sleep? If I'm if I'm stoned, if I'm chasing, and it's been a long day, low five beats. Oh yeah. That's a good, uh, good, good medicine for sure. I absolutely love chill, jazzy, lo-fi shit. Like I can let that shit play for hours. It's crazy because I'll be playing lo-fi while I'm editing. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, right. but it's it's crazy because you gotta. It's constantly stop and play, stop and play, stop and play. So you know, I need I need something consistent in the background. You know what I'm saying? And the lo-fi, you know, it it helps me just kind of dive in. You know, for sure, man. Thanks so much for being on the show, bro. Oh man, I appreciate y'all having me, man. Fucking hey, man, breaking and entering. We here. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah, dude. I'm. It's so great to finally like actually get to talk to you. For everyone watching, uh, go stream music for the soul volumes one and two uh, by Jose here. Uh, you know, if you want to work CTM films, shoot him a DM. I'll be tagging his Instagram. DM and uh, yeah, thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.